your weekly fix of Asian music. This is Asian Pop Nation. Hey, you're tuning in to Asian Pop Nation. We played Moju's Wave from her new album, OK, which is coming out on November 19th. And the last song you just heard was Grace's All That Matters, because all that matters right now is you're here tuning in to Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for spending your time tonight with us. We're going to be talking a little tonight about Doyin and some restrictions that they've introduced for those under 14. We're going to talk about BTS singing their way to the United Nations. We're also going to be talking about some K-dramas that have been smuggled to the North Korea and the effect that it's had on some of we're going to also chat a little bit about the Met Gala and some of our favorite Asian celebrities who showed up and more so tune in tonight to hear myself Senya as well as Aaron Celeste JP and Leisha as we chat about all things Asian pop culture and music related so thanks for pulling up to listen to us here so we're going to play a song by Panda Pack called Pull Up keep it here on Asian Pop Nation on Sin this is Asian Pop Nation. We played Panda Pack's Pull Up. Afterwards, we played NCT 127's Sticker. And the last one you heard was Boy Life's Amphetamine. Because sometimes social media can be a bit addictive. So we're going to talk a little bit about Doyen and a recent update that they have made for their users under the age of 14. Welcome back to a new episode of How Much Worse Can China Get? For oh. those there. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just the government's doing questionable things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for those that are new to this show, uh, this is something we do now, uh, especially with all the interesting things the Chinese government's been doing lately. But uh, today we have news about Douyin, or as other people may know it, Chinese TikTok. So basically, Chinese TikTok has announced that all of its authenticated users below the age of 14 will now access the app in a youth mode in a push to shield young people from uh, inappropriate content. So in the youth mode, users under 14, they can only access the app for up to 40 minutes a day and only between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Authorities have particularly called for minors to be better protected from online dangers, including blind and chaotic worship of uh, internet celebrities. It's like YouTube kids, but TikTok, right? I'm so confused though, because TikTok is a Chinese app, like... It was made in China. Why did I have a different version of it? Yeah, that's, that's, that confuses me too. I don't really get it. It's like a separate thing from TikTok, but it's exactly like TikTok. Because I so remember... The world gets TikTok and China has... Dorian, <laughs> yeah. It's just I... a different name, isn't it? But they're still two completely different, like... Not completely different, but they're two different, like, apps. There's different users using it. TikTok is more, like, internationally based. And then Dorian is more, like, China users are using that one. It's like... <laughs> Weibo and Twitter, or like mm. their version of Twitter. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much something like that. Yeah, because I've seen like TikToks around of people being like, look at what I found on Doyin one day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> Do you think this authoritative action actually work? This is probably the least controversial one I think we've yeah, found so probably, far with yeah. China's new like pop culture crackdown. Because I feel like it's just essentially a, I mean, like the games limit that we were talking about earlier is just like limiting it to a certain point in the day. And I honestly think I would need this for most of my social media apps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if this was on TikTok, I would just put it on youth mode. So we're like, oh, <laughs> it's time for you to get off. We're like, yeah, you, you have a good point. But life is so boring. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The only, only exciting thing that's happened lately was the earthquake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just more if I'm needing to study, I think having that youth mode would be useful. I mean, there's other apps available that you can use to, I don't know, was it try and lock yourself out of your phone for a bit just so you can study? But what if you need an emergency? Like, <laughs> what are you going to need TikTok for in an yeah, emergency? <laughs> you need to report the earthquake on TikTok. Yeah, that's what a lot of people have done. <laughs> yeah, and you want to make like a, you want to be the first person to make like a good meme out of it before everybody else starts making the same joke. You know? uh, then let me ask you, Leisha, why do you need to make these memes? <laughs> why is it so important? <laughs> in a world where it's so bleak and the it's the world's just so sad why not memes am i right wow <laughs> hey, this is what your life has come to alicia i can't oh my yes goodness. we made it such a humor in our lives and i don't actually use tiktoks yeah. <laughs> yeah me neither what are we <laughs> all talking about <laughs> yeah being ambassadors for an app we do not use <laughs> wait wait so no one here uses tiktok no people just send me links 
of TikTok videos. It's never made me want to actually get or like download the app. I do have the app and stuff, but I go through phases where I'm like, I I literally need to like delete it because it's right. so like the format about it. It's it's popular because the videos are very like short and quick, and you can just keep like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and it's like. You can spend like hours in that's there. That's a that's a long way of saying that you're a TikTok user. <laughs> I think I think I'm So I'm saying like probably for kids are like this whole band thing with like you just under fourteen in like an app like Doyen TikTok like that. I think it probably is really useful. Ah. Yeah, because the like to me the app is so addictive because the content is so short. It's so like snappy, very quick, and you're just you just keep going, going, and then next thing you know you spend like three hours in the app, and then your screen time is like insane. So it's probably good for like the kids and stuff. But I okay. think also with this kind of barrier is a very easy one to get around. I remember playing games when I was like twelve. That says you have to be thirteen or older to play, and you just like change your birthday. Exactly. And- <laughs> yeah. I'm just, well, I'm I am born in nineteen eighty-nine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are they going to do to confirm anyway? So th- these restrictions, they're actually doing the opposite, huh? <laughs> well, if you're that desperate or that willing to go just scroll a little bit further down to another year, another birth year, then yeah, shouldn't uh, be too much of a dodging and navigating this kind of barrier. I see. So today's verdict on China. Uh, it's not Try working, harder. Man. Try harder. <laughs> Bad. No, try oh. smarter, I'd say. <laughs> you know? But just don't. Let or the just don't. young generation do what they want. Let them live. Let them happy. We're, you know, I think the, the young generation, they will do what they want either way. We're still in a pandemic. Let them be whatever. <laughs> you can't defeat youthful rebellion. That's how it is. Not that we're endorsing it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't be. Yeah. But anyway, if you have any thoughts about this whole Douyin business, uh, let us know on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on Asian Pop Nation. Yeah, that's us. You'll find us. Just, you know, type it in the search. We aren't on TikTok, though. We're not on TikTok. We're on TikTok? We aren't. No. But Imagine us doing those dances. Like, I, yeah. I'd be so down. <laughs> I think children need to be protected from that. <laughs> no, yeah. be great. That's it. That's it. This is Asian Pop Nation. Thanks for tuning in. We've played Viva Ola's Love You Bad featuring Yun Yun. Afterwards, we jumped to Taiwan with a song by Waybird called Mr. Tambourine. Then we jumped to Japan with a song by Perfume called Polygon Wave. And the last song you heard was by Kelly called Hear the Future from her new album Intermezzo. Because sometimes it feels like our favorite boy band BTS is hearing out the youth of the world and our concerns for the future. And we're going to chat a little bit now about what they were doing at the UN. I hope you've got your dancing shoes on because we're giving you permission to dance. All the way in New York at the UN. Woo! BTS was there and... Yeah, they went to chat. I can't remember. Danielle, <laughs> <laughs> sure, uh, I'll, I'll pop in and just give you like the preamble that no one really cares about. But <laughs> BTS <laughs> came to the UN. They spoke about the Sustainable Development Goals, particularly about like young people's experiences in the past two years, saying that they're not COVID's lost generation, but instead that they're the welcome generation because we welcome and are forging ahead with all the problems that our future holds, and then. And they did like a music video in the UN headquarters. Whoa. Oh, why was that slogan kind of deep though? <laughs> <laughs> that hit me. Yeah. Whoa, I was like, BTS. <laughs> but I'm just wanting to know, like, do, do you feel like it's effective having K-pop idol groups sort of spreading these messages? Because this is not the first time BTS sort of spoke at the UN. And I think it's a double-edged sword. I mean, the one good thing is that you get K-pop fans involved with politics. But then the bad thing is that you get K-pop fans involved in politics. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think there's everything wrong with politics in general. But, like, generally, they want the good side of politics and want people to do better in the world. And that's what usually BTS preaches about. It's like, loving yourself, take care of others, be good, don't do bad things. <laughs> 
wow. But it hasn't necessarily got you interested in politics, Celeste. It's not like, I wonder what the UN is doing with BTS. I don't care about the UN, but I care more about like local politics where like it affects me directly. Like it's more of a global world peace sort of thing, (laughs) which has the name Raish if you live in Australia. And then they did a dance video. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like to spread awareness, break another record. On but also because they can, because it's BTS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The video was kind of cute, not gonna lie. I watched bits of it. It was just kind of funny to see it, like them just dancing around and yeah. like the head HQ of like the yeah. UN office. You mentioned like in the White House or something. It's just like a BTS dance video. <laughs> Hell yeah, that'll be great. Wait, didn't get Joe Biden on board, yeah? Yeah, Biden's <laughs> in the back just doing the little dance. <laughs> Wait, didn't the Trump supporters a while ago already do that? Like, they, you know, the whole that that's not Arctic. dancing. That's um rioting. Yeah, rioting. <laughs> yeah, I mean they kind of danced. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, they like traveled all the way to America for this. It's pretty cute, pretty cool. Yeah. All that yeah. jazz. Yeah. Given special permission by the president as well. Um, by the president. passports, and they've also been fully vaccinated. So it's just oh. like, wow. Legit, yeah. wow. Wow. Do you feel like the Korean government's just kind of using idol culture and sort of the popularity of K-dramas and such to kind of promote Korea? Oh, yeah, Korea, of course, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is yeah, definitely so a really good tourism. It's like, a good tactic. Mm-hmm. I've literally seen like tourism ads where it's just like the first face you see, it's BTS showing up. Oh yeah, there's then, a new yeah. one recently, didn't you see? <laughs> yeah, <What's exactly>. the- <laughs> yeah. It's just promoting Seoul and like going on holiday to Seoul or something, but it's kind of hard given we can't go anywhere at the moment <laughs> but is it like an added that kind of makes you assume that if you go to seoul you'll see a k-pop group or like is it sort of the oh no it's more of like just promoting the culture uh, and like K-pop history culture. of not not k-pop <laughs> just like uh. the korean culture so they're like playing traditional <laughs> instruments doing untraditional dances and stuff like that and you go and like come visit seoul for a cultural experience Wow. Yeah. Cool. I've also seen a lot of idols wearing traditional Korean clothing for an event or some kind of holiday. I'm not sure. Yeah, chul sock. So uh, it's mm. similar. Oh, it's basically just the Mid Autumn Festival or Moon Festival. Which we'll talk about it. soon, anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Coming soon. laughs> what a oh. segue. <laughs> oh, so is that a comment? Like each year they dress up nicely in traditional Korean outfits and be like, happy Mid-Austin festival to you. Yeah, and we all just ate because that's what Asian families do. (laughs) (laughs) Get together and eat. But like more to come later on, um, if you're listening and we're excited about the dance with BTS, let us know. I don't know, there's not much to say. You're listening to Asia Pop Nation. Thanks for spending your night here with us. We played BTS and Coldplay's My Universe. After that, we played a song by You from their new EP, Dark Wings, called Doubt About Love. And the last song you heard was Wujo Senyo's Let Me In. Because if you're someone who commemorates the Mid-Autumn Festival, you know how hard it is to keep eating mooncakes during the Mid-Autumn Festival. It's almost like the mooncakes are kind of screaming let me in so we're gonna let you into this discussion about the mid-autumn festival so take it away asian pop nation team last week we had a lovely full moon i don't know if anyone saw it's but it was cloudy on my end (laughs) i didn't actually i promised to go look at and i never did so i missed it (laughs) (laughs) the moon is shaking shaking I can just search and Google images, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that nice full moon. (laughs) That day, was it Tuesday 21st? Happened to be the Mid-Autumn Festival. Yeah, uh, in my family. Actually, we didn't even really celebrate it. But generally, if I was in China and, like, family were all together, we'd, like, eat food outside under the moon, share some mooncakes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really scenic. Don't know any of the history behind it, the meaning, <laughs> but that's what we did. And wow. like, it's pretty accurate for our generation to just not know the things that are happening, just we do it. And then, yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like with my family as well. It's like, well, minus this year because I don't really have much family. 
to be having like the mid autumn festival with but it's usually yeah i'm just in the mindset of like oh it exists okay i'm meeting my family okay we're eating mooncakes that's the day the end type of thing but it does have like one thing i do know is that it does the mid autumn festival itself comes from a very romantic like chinese legend into it i don't know if any of you guys know in particular about what's the legend is the moon involved <laughs> the moon. a shocker the moon is involved oh no way <laughs> no way i would have never known so pretty much the moon and everything comes together in this legend with a fairy maiden named Chang'e who lives in the moon with a cute little rabbit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and some believe that by worshiping the moon, Chang'e, the moon goddess, may fulfill your wish. And there's like a whole really cute backstory thing that you might know if maybe you watched the the new Netflix movie that came out this year, Over the Moon. It, that, that movie touches a little bit upon the legend itself and the romance and things behind it. But not gonna lie, I kind of forgot about the romantic aspects. But yeah. <laughs> wait, the- wait. So is the mooncake eating the part of the <laughs> praying? Yeah, as you know, I don't know the history of why we do this. Uh, it's just the thing that yeah. we do. It's just, yeah, exactly. But uh, I love mooncakes, though. Like, do you guys have, like, favorite mooncake flavors or anything in particular? I like the mooncake-flavored ones. That tastes like space, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stars and the galaxy. And the galaxies. <laughs> really magical. Yeah. What kind of fillings are in mooncake? Is it? It varies. Or- um, mm-hmm. Within the Hong Kong region, it's popular to have, I think it's like lotus seed with a double yolk in there. Mm. And that's the only one that my parents usually buy and I don't like the yolk and I just want to try oh, some oh. fancy ones that I've seen. They've got like lotus skin or something. No, what is it? It's like some bright colored skin on there that just makes it look colorful and it looks oh, so much oh my God. cooler. Oh, I know <laughs> what you're oh. thinking about, but I can't. Oh! I can't get it in my head. But I know exactly what you're talking about. It's so pretty to look at. Yeah, so that's, I just really like to just admire it rather than actually eating it itself because don't don't Google how much calories these <laughs> actually are, by the way. Uh, you eat it but... once a year, it's fine. It right. affects it's enough shit. to last you a year. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys wish upon the moon during the... What wishes did you make this year if you did make any? Look, I forgot... Oh. <laughs> it's just not that important. Chinese not happy at yeah. Isla. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's for the moon goddess to remember. Not well, I couldn't me. see the moon. How am I going to wish upon it? <laughs> oh, right. I wish I could see the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wish upon the moon in your heart. Is the it? moon inside your heart. Do you ever have like meat fillings in mooncake? Oh. It sounds I don't weird. I think so. No. Yeah, I don't think it's more. Isn't it sweet? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a sweet. Because I was going to say, like, is it blasphemy if you have a rabbit? Mm. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking tradition, love it, right? No, that's that's during dinner. The mooncake's after you. (laughs) (laughs) Have it with your tea sort of thing. Yeah, I hope you had a great mid-autumn festival. Um, Got to see the moon wherever you are. It's cloudy on my end, unfortunately. Um, Yeah. Cool. Spend time, spend time with the family, all that stuff. Or yeah. if not, you can have a little mooncake while listening to us. I don't know. We can be your little family for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> this is Asian Pop Nation on Sin. We played Corbin's Troubles. After that, we played a song from I Know the End's new EP, Born Sick, called Romansu no Chi. And the last song you just heard was Green's Lemonade, because something that is as popular as lemonade is green tea and matcha. So we're going to talk a little bit more about a scientist who Google celebrated for discovering why green tea is bitter. Let's hit it, Asian Pop Nation team. I guess any fans of green tea in yeah. in the house? Well, I love green tea. <laughs> They're good for the soul. It's like, t- it's like yeah. tea, but green, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know that stuff. Aaron, do you drink green tea? No. Why not? I just don't. It's just tea and green. Wait. Do you drink any tea? No. You, you and I, man. You and I. They're un- <laughs> uncultured. Absolutely. But recently, Google did a doodle of 
the late biochemist <laughs> Michio Sujimura, who is Japan's first female doctor of agriculture, who kind of found out why green tea is bitter. And she worked at Tokyo Imperial University for a while with another doctor who found the vitamin B1. So we can thank Dr. Umetaro for that. But yeah, they eventually found out that in green tea, they found the molecular compounds that make up the tea, including catechin and tannin, which is what gives tea its, its bitter taste. Yeah. Oh, good, good job, Michio Tsujimura. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I guess just asking or just throwing to everyone, what's your favorite way to drink green tea? Do you have a preferred tea flavor aside from green tea? Yeah. I like to get one of those, um, you know, those big milk jugs, like two, three liters, fill it with green tea. And, (laughs) you know, while I'm out for a walk, just like, you know, chug it down. Do you drink green tea with milk or is that an absolute no? Name? Yeah, oh, what is happening? What? <laughs> what is this? It shows how uncultured I am. Oh my god. Green tea you drink on its own, you appreciate the perfection, okay? <laughs> Wait, Zanya, are you saying you drink it with milk? I uh, no, I just don't drink it at all. Oh right. Okay. Well yeah, don't yeah. drink it with milk. Don't <laughs> word of warning. Yeah. Depends uh, on the tea. But you hear like matcha lattes and stuff like that i wonder if that's any good um i've tried making one at home um it tastes pretty bland you gotta add something like sugar or honey to it that's so nicer yeah my mom drinks so much green tea that her teeth kind of started yellowing oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. i thought i thought they'd start greening this is green tea right <laughs> well i guess it's i don't know how it works uh, but uh, it, it's, it's just, just how yellow teeth. <laughs> okay please don't look at my teeth then <laughs> mm, okay. but she has like this really massive jug and she drinks at least two of them a day Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I, I heard, like, she always tells me, oh, if your stomach's hurting, you should drink green tea. If you're sick, you should drink green tea. Yeah. Wow. Wait, so like in Mulan, when <laughs> <laughs> the devil's prescribed green tea to drink for, I don't know, whatever back problems or leg problems he had. Uh, Wait, um, so it's like you never drink green tea, but you're. You live next to like a green tea aficionado. Yeah, my dad's the same. He drinks a lot. But oh, I've tried it, but it's just I can't get past the bitter taste. I don't think uh, it's the bitterness. Yeah, and I'm also not a big fan of hot drinks. Oh, oh, oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Like the only hot drink is maybe hot chocolate, but then even then, I don't drink it up that often. So, <laughs> Aaron, was that a no? No, <laughs> no, Aaron, you don't like hot or warm drinks either. No, just no. Wow. Oh. How about like room temperature? <laughs> <laughs> so it has to be cold. It has to be cold? Yeah. I think for me it does. Like oh. I can drink room temperature water or right. anything like that, but it's not as good. Like if I had the choice, I'd choose something with some ice cubes. Spin in the Even during winter? Ball. Yeah. I'd go for a smoothie in winter. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so no, you really aren't a tea person, are you? But I went to China and we bought this really nice rose tea. That was awesome. Rose tea? Yeah. I didn't buy it. My friends bought it. And they keep on promising <laughs> to give it some to me because they still have some, but they never have. Oh, wow. So, that only tea you'll ever drink. Yeah, the only yeah, tea. Some <laughs> obscure, like, one. Wow. It has to be from China. It has to be from this particular store. Yeah. So you're actually a tea connoisseur. No. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. just surrounded by a lot of tea connoisseurs and they're like, try this, try this. They're like, oh, this actually tastes pretty good. That's yeah, yeah. like happy feet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How? No, you know, because, you know, it's, oh, you should sing. But then they're like, no, I'm going to dance. And he gets kicked out. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I mean, oh, I there's a lot of comparisons you can make to that, but happy feet wasn't the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> The movie about dancing penguins. We watched it recently, is that why? No, it just came out. <laughs> Wait, happy feet. Uh, happy feet. Tea. Uh, back, back to tea. <laughs> yeah. The choice, bubble tea or like hot tea? <gasps> hot oh. tea. I mean, because like it, I have tea at home and I just make it and I like right, it hot. Yeah. But you can't like make bubble tea that easily at home. Yeah, I have to go mm. out and buy That's it true. and delivery yeah. fees mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia, same um, 
Yeah, especially because the weather's still really cold. So I don't know how you guys are anti-hot drinks <laughs> here. I love like a nice hot drink on a really cold day. Oh, it's just like a warm hug. Maybe I'm just touch deprived. I don't know, but <laughs> oh, wow. the tea hugs me. That's why I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you have a opinion on green tea, on hot drinks in general, or if you belong to Senya, of my and Aaron, <laughs> what I refer to myself. You're <laughs> <laughs> disassociating this sort of tea thing. Is- yeah. So if you want to join Aaron and I, our little club of cold drink preferences, I don't know what I'm saying, but yeah, let us know on Asian Pop Nation's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played four requests. Gosh, we had a lot of requests this week from our listeners. Absolutely love the love coming from you all. The first song we played was One Us's Shut Up Crazy Hot, which took its concept from Mad Max Fury Road. Check it out. Thanks so much at Pink Cute Fluffy Spider for sending that through. After that, we played two requests from Tyler. The first was Tokyo Seraphim's Kimi Koi Ephemeraru. After that, we played Love Neo Girls Waves Kimi Samain. And the last song you heard was from BTS. And that was Magic Shop, a request from at K-pop Fanyas. Because trying to get K-dramas and Korean pop culture products from South Korea to North Korea can be pretty difficult. So we're going to talk a little bit about some teens who were unfortunately caught watching some South Korean dramas in North Korea. Sin advises that the following content may be distressing for some listeners. Transmission in the beginning, I said we had a bit of a debate about if Europe is a navy or not, or just Korea, just Korea in general, mostly North. But here's the thing. Several North Korean teens has been caught watching a TV show called K-Drama called Crash Landing on You. Despicable. And now, now they're literally facing prison time among other harsh sentences. This is a bit weird because it reported in August that eight teenagers now were put on public trial for watching and intimidating the characters from various South Korean dramas, including Crash Landing on You. Does this happen before or not? It happens. You just don't hear yeah. about it. Oh, yeah, probably. Okay, I'm definitely out of, I'm definitely <laughs> out of this one. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, there there have been a few cases like this. Like, for example, in April, a man was uh, also reportedly executed in public for selling CDs and USBs filled with uh, South Korean media. That's how they get yeah, K-pop. That's, that's how they get K-pop. <laughs> you know, they smuggle it in. Apparently, uh, according to some North Korean defectors as well, they say a lot of the films you see in North Korea, they're all about the party. You know, how cool the party is. Yeah. No, but anyway, yeah, that's pretty wild, huh? Getting caught for having good taste. <laughs> anyway, what makes Crash Landing on You so important, though, compared to other shows? Has anyone here watched it? I've heard um, of it. Yeah, so it's about a South Korean woman. She is testing this, what's this flying thing holding <laughs> A paraglider? Yes, something like a paraglider. She's testing where there is, and like some storm happens in K dramas, as you know, and then she ends up in North Korea. And so a North Korean soldier finds her and hides her in order to like find a way to get her back to South Korea. Otherwise, his team would be punished for letting a South Korean woman into the country and like keeping her alive and stuff. So as you know, K dramas like they fall in love. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and there's just this whole love story. And I don't see why North Korea has a problem. It's just like romanticizing the idea of one day South Korea and North Uniting Korea the country. Will like, mm. yeah, possibly wow. unite one day or just like be able to meet in the middle at some point. Which, yeah, isn't so bad. But apparently North Korea is not all about that. Yeah, apparently <laughs> unity is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe they're just like, you know, what, what's that uh, that Japanese term, tsundere? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like they're in denial, you know? Oh, I love you, but not really. Oh, baka. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the, if there was like a K-drama you'd want North Koreans to be watching, is there anything you feel like? <laughs> Other than crash landing on you. Yeah. Just like spread spread the love. The love. Positivity. Yeah. <laughs> putting me on the spot here. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched so many and it's just blanked on my mind. Like, what good K drama would be good for North Korea? Um oh, maybe move to heaven. Because it's like a sweet film about moving on and like moving on. 
Yeah. Is that the one like, about the people who like clean up after? Yeah, trauma cleaners. Uh. It's about like, yeah, discovering oh. their lives of the people who have that passed away and learning about them and learning oh, how to move no. on. Yeah, it's sweet. And I think they'll enjoy that, but it's not about the government. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to strike them at the heart, you know, not at the brain, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe not physically, but like yeah. we get yeah, a point yeah. of no, <laughs> yeah, no, not, not physically, yeah, <laughs> metaphor. But I think it's yeah. Do do watch K dramas North Koreans if you're listening. Just stay safe. <laughs> oh, stay safe. Tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Someone snuck a USB and thrown it over the border. I'm like, you have oh, to listen yeah. to this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> exactly, Aaron. I wonder if it's this whole underground business and they earn a lot of money smuggling these USBs oh, yeah. and CDs. Definitely. There would be a lot of money that goes through that because it's like illegal. Mm. Yeah. But how else are they going to get their K pop, K drama? Yeah, the more illegal it is, the more money you can get out of it. <laughs> so these black markets work. I don't think I would mind. Like, this seems like a very harmless. It's harmful for the people who are caught, but like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it just it seems like a, a kind of fun sort of dealing. I don't endorse piracy or anything, <laughs> but if I had to choose <laughs> to be a criminal in some way, I think this would be uh, the most harmless way. You heard it You'll see me in South Korea, yes. and you'll know exactly what then I'm doing there. Our own like executive producer. He said it, not us. <laughs> I wasn't easy. involved. Yeah, as far as Kim Jong Un's yeah, there. Yeah. And I'll just want to say, I never knew Zenyo. I don't. <laughs> Do not involve me. <laughs> But anyway, Aaron, if there are any North Koreans that want to know more about oh, our boy. show, where do you think they should go? <laughs> oh, if anyone's got any questions, especially if you're curious about this. Show all that stuff. Please contact us on HPOP Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And remember, you guys can watch the musical version of Crash Landing on you. Yes, there's an actual music like, musical stage that's coming up. Oh, really? Oh, wait, wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I just wanted to say it, that's it. That should be its own segment. Yeah, North Koreans, if you got the opportunity, you should go. Watch the musical. <laughs> oh, damn. 2022. <laughs> Dropped it, that bomb last minute. Yeah, wow. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. This is Asian Pop Nation. We played Miyavi's New Gravity from their new album Imaginary. After that, we played Atarashi Gakko's Pineapple Kryptonite. And the last one you heard was Itzy's Swipe. Because as you've been swiping through social media the past couple of weeks, you probably have seen quite a few outfits from the Met Gala. In this year's Met Gala, we've seen quite a few Asian celebrities coming to the red carpet. So we're going to talk a little bit about our favorite outfits from the Met Gala, from our favorite Asian celebrities, and also what our ideal Met Gala outfit might be. It's Met Gala season, everyone. Woo-hoo. A what now? <laughs> Do you like an Alicia? Oh, yeah, Alicia Garth. Sorry, Celeste. Welcome back to Asian Pop Nation. It's pretty much the Met Gala is all about fashion. From what I've heard, it's actually more of like a fundraising gala type of thing. Fundraising. So, Yeah, so all the money that goes into pretty much it's like all these celebrities get invited, or sometimes the company that they're brand ambassadors of get invited and get tickets to go to the Met Gala. And then these designers make these dresses based on a theme each year. And then they go to a museum of sorts in New York City. Not American, so I won't know. But... Uh, uh. <laughs> and then they're just there. They pose with the fits. It gets put into charity, and people on the internet, such as myself, trash talk and pretend like I am a fashion judge. But uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I do the same thing. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but pretty much, we're talking about this year's one in particular because there's actually quite a number of first-time appearances by Asian as well as Asian American celebrities. We got. Like K-pop stars such as Rose yes. from Blackpink. Oh, she's not important. Sorry, CL's there. <laughs> oh, wow, that's harsh. And we, we got from athletes. So pretty much this year's theme was about American independence 
And we have, as Celeste said, idols such as CL. From 21. (laughs) The iconic girl herself wearing a American denim coat tied like a traditional Korean hanbok and a hair that's inspired by headpieces worn by Korean empresses, um, which I personally saw and I thought it was actually a pretty cool mashup Mm. of like her bringing like Korean heritage, but then again, mixing American denim. Yeah, it's like a good clash of both worlds. We also have Naomi Osaka wearing a dress inspired by her Japanese and Haitian background and Sweetie wearing a dress that has two flags embezzled on the train that represent both of her heritage, the Black American heritage flag and the flag of the Philippines. We also had other actors, one which you might be hearing his name a lot since a certain Marvel movie came out. Oh, the was the also... one we haven't watched yet, right? Yeah. yeah sitting in my drawer, the tickets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the Simu Liu, the man of the hour, came with a, I don't expect much from male clothing, not going to lie, from Medalla, but he wore a white tux. <laughs> Which oh, that's nice. How American independence, yeah. Yeah, very different from a uh, black talks. <laughs> but he he did also tweet a picture of himself at the Gala with the caption, no more stock photos for this guy. Which didn't stop the rest of the internet going, you are now stock photo at the guy. <laughs> literally, like, he's like, there were photos of him like literally jumping like off the rails or something just to meet some fans that were like outside the thing. And people using that photos as like ah yes stock photos (laughs) (laughs) and then they also have another actress who will also be in a marvel movie coming soon Gemma Chang herself who wore a gown that paid tribute to Anna Mae Wong the first Chinese American Hollywood star it's kind of crazy not gonna lie like do you guys think that this Met Gala in particular kind of really showed up quite a lot of like Asian celebrities in general like more than usual I feel I don't know yeah I feel that as well because I don't usually pay attention to the Met Gala unless like that year it pops up and you see the fashion and you go there and judge but yeah. usually <laughs> I don't see Asian celebrities mostly um actors maybe Rihanna's there <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it but it's nice to see and i'll oh, see i looked great i'm sorry Rose did not look good in that dress oh why does sell i know my friend was so pretty much just to visualize it for you imagine like so let's help me out here like a, it's a little black dress with a white bow and because rose look she's pretty on her own the dress is pretty on its own but rose is blonde white hair did not match the white on her dress and that's why it just clashed <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought it was just too like way too plain and you just look at it and you're like american independence question <laughs> like, but i guess that's ysl for you they kind of if anybody pays attention to like a fashion scene when it when it comes to ysl they try to go with a very basic type of theme with and a lot just, of their no. fashion yeah it kind of doesn't work for met gala huh met gala's meant to be extravagant yes full-on and sorry it just does not work <laughs> what would everyone's dream met gala outfit be for a theme like american independence or just like do you mean like a dream outfit for ourselves or a dream outfit we'd like to see on someone? Like for yourselves at the Met Gala, what would you do? Oh, for myself. I'd love oh. to come in dressed as a Gundam. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Nothing screams America. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Sounds like a wave, like, to go to the Met Gala. See, Japanese, what's, like, the American equivalent of, like... I don't know, Transformer? Transformer? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, like, you know, Optimus Prime, but that's just cosplay at that point. Sorry, social media is going to rip you apart if you wear that. I'm sorry. (laughs) And that includes me and Celeste. No, but what if if I came in in a big truck? And And then transform? No, if I drove it through the venue, you know, and then (laughs) I transform and become the Optimus Prime. (laughs) That's the most American way to do it, I think. America! America. (laughs) Drive with a truck, y'all! Let's say, yeah, the truck. Uh, Celeste, do you have, like, an outfit you want? Yeah, I was thinking of some of your, like, a Cheongsam or a Kipa, like a really over-the-top one that has a train and like just I want it with a bunch of Diamante sewed on so I sparkle. Whoa. Right. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wait, that's so cute. Huh? 
Uh, I don't know what mine would be. Aren't you like a Victorian lady? Like you. <laughs> I, I do like I do like like old timey dresses and yeah. things like that. But maybe like a hodgepodge of everything. Oh. <laughs> it can be because I really like business outfits, and then it'll be mixed with like Victorian era, and then oh, yeah. maybe like a Marie Clara dress from the Philippines tucked Ooh. in there. You need a good designer for that one. Yeah, I'm sure they can make it work. (laughs) Dior, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Leisha, do you have like an idea? I think Aaron's still thinking. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can beat the Transformers one. (laughs) It's a little too nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) It pretty much is nerdy. Oh, is it? Oh man, I thought it was like dreams I think it's cool. Go for it, JP. If you get like Dior to come and customize you as a transformer. Yeah, that would be sick. I'd love that. I was thinking like for mine, oh my god, because this year's theme was kind of disappointing because most people just went with like they kind of yeah, I know they either went with like some old Hollywood dress, but then it's not referencing the people that you think they're referencing right it's like um billy eilish one like her dress and stuff you look at it and you immediately think oh it's like marilyn monroe but then apparently it was supposed to be holiday barbie which i don't know i don't know but for mine i i feel like because it's american independence and stuff i love to like do an elevated cosplay almost of like my favorite like american cartoon character or something oh like that from, like, an american cartoon show like i don't know teen titans or something i don't i don't know like teen titan oh man <laughs> yeah that sounds very cheesy actually I'm, I'm i'm in like the nerdy club now that's like, way nerdier than the <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the met girl it's not they should make Comic Con the theme of next year's oh, no. Actually, oh yeah. yeah. Write it in to the people. I don't know who in charge of the theme. Oh <laughs> Write God. it to the people. <laughs> if you bring Natty in, you'll bring more money. <laughs> right. Hey, listen, Aaron, I think you've had enough time to think of an answer. Yeah, I'll just go dress in black. That's it. In black, like Kim Kardashian. Kardashian black. No, you know, like just simple black clothing, like you know, like tuxedos, all that stuff. Oh, right. So the rest of the basic. (laughs) Yeah, basic. I can't think of anything top of mind, so I'll go with basic. Hey, if you're gonna go black, you should do Vanta black. Have you heard of that? Vanta black. Oh, but then he just disappear. It'll just be like this. Black thing. Yeah. Like, no, with no, no shadow. Like, yeah, no shadow. You can't see any shading or anything. Like, if you get a Vanta black thing and you took a photo of it, it looks like there's a big black hole there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like someone cut out that part in the photo. So I think you should do that, Aaron. Vanta black. Suit. And because it's the Met Gala, you know, they're all about money. Vanta black is expensive. It is expensive. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's the blackest black in the world as they say basically just a black hole yeah let us know if you want to see a black hole at the Met Gala. <laughs> 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 yeah let us know if you have any particular i guess fashion critiques about some of the outfits which may have been worn by some of our favorite asian celebrities at the met gala or if you have some amazing dress idea that you want to wear that can outbeat all of us this is Asian Pop Nation and we played Voice Boys Daydream. After that we played the Wasabi's Girlfriend and the last song you heard was Joe One's Run and Go. Because a few Asian celebrities in China have been having to pick between staying or running and going from the celebrity scene in China. And here's another announcement that China has recently made which might affect some of their top singers and idols. Hello, welcome to the second episode of How Bad Can no. China Get? <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> okay. Not again. 
to get us that. like banned in China. There's <laughs> no bad disclaimer. I'm Chinese, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is like a good thing that came from China. Yo. Well, I mean, you know, assuming they already haven't banned us, you know. <laughs> but anyway, on today's news, China has banned lip syncing for singers and idols. Uh, so they recently just uh, announced that. And they've done it in order to prevent too much focus on visuals in this saturated, I guess, pop idol industry. <sighs> so all actors, singers, and idols will be punished if they are found to be lip-syncing. And if any entertainment agency finds out that their idol is lip-syncing and does not take action, they'll also be held liable. And all celebrities under them locally will be forced to give up their rights to promote in China. And if they do not abide by the new rules, they will not be able to perform publicly. So, yeah, this is another, like, weird banning thing the Chinese government is doing. Yeah, look, uh, a lot of the banning that they've done, it feels like it's a very long-winded way of them trying to get rid of, I guess, K-pop culture, because it's already leaking into China, and, like, it looks good from what I can see. Like, I have some uh, favorites out there. But, like, this is a lot of talk coming from China where back in 2008, you know, the Chinese Olympics, how they had the little girl sing and it turns out she lip-synced the whole thing. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, Olympics! Yes, (laughs) a lot of talk. So, do you want to go back to China? And, yeah, what are you trying to do now? Calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Celeste was in particular the first person was like, let's not cause (laughs) problems. I just find it like uh, to be honest I do like it when artists perform and sing their songs live but I understand k-pop that's not necessarily possible with like the dance routines and Mm. things like that but yeah I don't know it it doesn't seem like the right way to go about it I don't think the fact that they have to sing live is going to change anything Uh, maybe they'll just do like more classes to breathe through your diaphragm or something they would play backing tracks as well so it'll accompany while the person is singing which is what a lot of k-pop will either do or they'll lip sync because the artists aren't really there yet and their performances and like they're relatively new so it's just like to protect them a bit like they want to put on a good performance for everyone and if you like notice like people like bts or like the older generation they can sing and dance live it's fine so yeah it's just practice and time just trying to stop <laughs> Why? Uh. it's so bizarre it's wow <laughs> like no words aside from bts what other k-pop groups sing live shiny um, usually yeah shiny like yeah i have to i haven't seen a lot of live performances recently but yeah a lot of the older generations would do it when you say older like what age <laughs> uh, oh because k-pop has like generations yeah as, as, it's a term that they don't use for age it's more of like the era that the the korean pop music is in i don't know it's complicated yeah. <laughs> Like, usually, if you listen to some of the live performance, if there's no plosives while they're singing live and performing, then you know they're not really singing live or their their live audio has been, like, really pushed down compared to the backing track. The more you know. But, like, again, I'm just thinking, how will this prevent their plan on, quote-unquote, prevent too much focus on visuals in the saturated industry? Like, I don't... This just seems like such a nitpicky thing that I just feel like uh, it's not going to fix whatever they want to fix or i don't know no i think their their thought logic is that if they uh if they ban lip syncing it it forces the singers to sing <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> nice. and what like the yeah, singers yeah. they sing and, and- and yeah but and, but like not dance because you know t- dancing is like tiring Oh, so are you gonna uh, say like know. if they- no? But it's like a you know, it's like an underhanded way to uh get them to stop dancing and flashing stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, that's, like, uh... I've seen certain dance like Chinese um performers. They sing songs and then they, they do sexy moves, and they are a oh. lot slower than some of the choreo I've seen. So instead of like what just regular dancing, they're gonna get like sexy moves. Like yeah, I'm kind of ready for that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And also, like, some of my favorite, like, K-pop, like, songs and stuff like that, I enjoy it a lot more because of, like, the core 
scruffy, especially when it's like a big group and they just synchronize and do it everything so well. And just having that element like potentially removed because they want to sing without lip singing, but then they can't really perform the dance anymore. Like, because I'm just thinking like, yeah, like a potential way that these agencies will bypass is just like, oh, have them sing live, but then they're not going to dance anymore. They're just going to be like sitting in a chair in a circle and singing no dance portion anymore. And that's just really boring to be. Yeah, it's trying to get super traditional, I guess. That's my guess. I don't know. I'm not a Chinese official. I don't know this. Goodbye, idols. Yeah, goodbye, (laughs) idols. Yeah, but anyway, if you have any saucy thoughts about China banning lip syncing and probably a bunch more stuff in the future, let us know on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are Asian Pop Nation. You're listening to Asian Pop Nation. We played 88 Rising and Yelona Garcia's Don't Go Changing. After that, we played Chanmina's Harenchi. Then we jumped over to Korea with a song by Wusong called Dimples. And the last song you heard was Young Yosep's Brain from their new LP, Chocolate Box, because it takes a little bit of brain power to create a tanka. So if you don't know what a tanka is, it's a Japanese form of verse and poetry that follows the syllable pattern of 57577 syllables each line. And each week we try to summarize our discussions and some of the news from the week in a tanka format. So, here goes. <clears throat> Mooncakes and full moons. Asian celebs slay the Met. Lip-syncing gets banned. Doyin starts up their youth mode. BTS speaks at UN. What did you think? Did it make your heart skip a beat? Well, we're going to play a song now by Vondi called Tokumeki, which is essentially that. It's like a heartbeat. It's excitement in Japanese. So... If you want to send through your tankas, though, and let us know how your week went, you can always send them to our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'd love to check them out. And maybe if you're happy to, we can share them with our listeners. So this is Tokomeki by Vondi, here on Asian Pop Nation on Sin. Vondi's Tokumeki and D. Gerard's Isekai because now you have been Isekai'd and taken to the end of our Asian Pop Nation show. It's really a shame, but we were so glad to have you listen in tonight. We hope you liked the discussions, but if you missed out on any, you can always find us wherever you stream your podcasts and just search up the Asian Pop Nation podcast and you'll find the discussions that we had this week there later. Also, you can let us know on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram what you thought about the show. Just find us on Asian Pop Nation and you can leave comments and requests, song requests for next week and any thoughts you had and feedback you had about the show. We really enjoyed having you here tonight and we're going to leave you with a song by Z Chow called Always Be With You and Paro by BB. So on behalf of the Asian Pop Nation team of Aaron, Celeste, JP and Leisha, as well as myself, Senya, we'd like to bid you a good night and until next time, this is Senya on behalf of the APN team signing off. Mm-hmm.